0: and welcome to Not Safe for Weebs. I'm Emma Fife, firefighter.
1: And I'm Chris Lamb, fire.
0: <laughs> Just actual fire. Yes. Uh, listen, I I feel like uh, I need to, we'll address later uh, about, because Chris wrote this intro for us, by the way. Thank you. You're uh, welcome. And I, um, uh, don't know if I should be offended just based on your assumptions about my level of intelligence. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm kidding, but it'll it'll all become clear as, as we get deeper into today's episode. So, uh, Chris, before... We introduce uh, our series and characters. Why don't you take us through our fandom term of the day?
1: Yeah, I would love to. So our fandom term of the day is queer baiting. And no, before you say anything, this is not a passive aggressive dig at the movie, per se. No. Um, I picked this term independent of the movie, I promise. Um, so queer baiting, it's just a reference to Stories that have homosexual subtext or teasing uh, a potentially non-heteronormative relationship, but just teasing and nothing more, and not actually moving yeah. into like being part of the story or a major part of the story or a major part of the characters involved per se. Mm-hmm. Um, a very easy example is the fact that uh, J.K. Rowling has been accused of using queer baiting to make LGBTQIA fans feel included while being kind of non-committal towards actual inclusion and diversity. Uh, I think this was kind of brought back up, especially when Fantastic Beasts came back. Um,
0: Yes. uh, You know, because there would be a storyline
1: about um, Dumbledore. Dumbledore. I I
0: mean, uh, the whole thing in, for whatever reason, Fantastic Beasts has turned into a Grindelwald story. And according to J.K. Rowling, (laughs) Grindelwald and Dumbledore, like, used to bone but she hasn't really committed to that being a thing that's going to be portrayed in the Fantastic Beasts movie. In fact, I feel like it was outright stated it would not.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Um which probably has more to do with international box office uh than anything else Ugh. if we're being uh totally uh honest here. Right. Yeah, it's a it's it's a complicated issue. Right. Sure. Yeah,
1: because um I actually read uh like articles about the term beating and you know I was reading about how like, you know, Back then that really, that that term and idea really wasn't a thing.
0: That's what I was going to say. I think that a lot of stuff gets labeled as queer baiting that, yeah, if you did that kind of shit today um, and I'm talking in something that was promising to have uh, like LGBTQ inclusion, then yes, that would be queer baiting. But I think that a lot of older works of fiction, you can't really say that because subtext was our only option. Yeah, 100%. So I I, I think rightfully so, you know, people who are teens and even, even to some extent, I think early 20s these days are absolutely right to get incensed about the portrayal of homosexual relationships or just non-hetero relationships in their fiction. Um, but I, I think that they get, more angry about just subtext than old people like me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough
1: because you know, like people like JK Rowling are just from a different time, you know?
0: Yeah. And that's the problem too, is that a lot of creators are from a different time. And especially when you get into big franchise, kind of stuff where you you want to uh, – where they need international box office to make back the money it takes to make the movie or the TV show um, or I guess international box office wouldn't apply to a TV show but movie um, or like video game sales, uh, toy sales. Once you get into that territory, it can be really difficult to um, include that kind of stuff and I'm not saying that's okay. I'm just saying that – A lot of these creators, I think, are actually trying the best they can.
1: Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, I think a great um, example would be Revolutionary Girl Utena, would you you say? Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. And exactly, because it's like the, and that came back around also, because in the series uh, and in the manga, uh, you know, you can interpret what's going on between uh, Anthony and Utena. Yeah. However you see fit. I think every iteration gets stronger. The manga was kind of yeah. I think they're friends. The anime, you're like they're probably lovers, Uh, and then uh, fucking evolute adolescence of Utada. Oh my god, it was so great.
1: Oh my, it was so great. Yeah,
0: it's that movie is wild, right?
1: I, I do want to say though that I would not accuse Utena of queer baiting per se no, in the anime. No, no because I think, like because I think the subtext is heavy enough in the anime where like it's not just like yeah, a tease.
0: And I think as I say, you're just you're just seeing the evolution of a of how we're able to portray these things. And of course, you know, Kunykuikuhara, who was the director of Utuna, is notorious for wanting to put more make Sailor Moon more gay. You know what I mean because like yeah. he feels that heterosexual relationships detract from the overall plot uh in any given story. That uh, that if there's a heterosexual relationship, it naturally becomes the focus. Uh and so he didn't want that.
1: Oh, uh, what an icon.
0: I know. Truly. <laughs> truly. Yeah.
1: So, so uh,
0: anyway, uh, sh- while
1: we're on the, while we're on the topic of
0: bananas and, and <laughs> mov- movies that just go balls to the walls,
1: <laughs> balls to the walls. Um, yeah. Emma, do you want to introduce what uh, thing we're talking about today?
0: Yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, today we are talking about The feature film Promare uh, from Studio Trigger, which was released last year on May 15th. Uh, It did also get a run in theaters in the U.S., which I very sadly missed. Me too. Uh, And after watching the movie, I'm really bummed I didn't see it in theaters. Uh, Yes, of course, it is uh, produced by Studio Trigger and X-Flag Studio Trigger, of course, famously behind the anime series Goron Logon, Kill a Kill. They also did, uh, Little Witch Academia and, uh, Darling in the Fronks, yep. which and will... S- yes,
1: and Space Patrol Luluco.
0: Space Patrol Luluco, but Darling Love in the Frogs... Darling in the Frogs oh, uh, will, will be, uh, important later when we're talking about the Dojinchi. actually. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, uh, yes, and X-Flag is known for the mobile game called Monster Strike Trigger. Uh, the animation studio has made a name for themselves, uh, with ridiculous and self-aware storylines mixed with striking visuals and action. And since this was a movie with a feature film budget, it was just studio Trigger on crack uh, in the best way possible. Trigger is something they do very, very well, is parody. Um, So a lot of their stuff is parodying existing genres like Gurren Lagan with, you know, the mecha genre. And certainly some of that was present in this as well. Um, but yeah, the, it's interesting the the story behind Promare, when I, when I started watching it, uh, last night, as of when we're recording, this will be two days ago when this podcast comes out. Um, I was like, "This is the exact same plot as Fire Force," uh, which I don't know, <laughs> Chris, how much of Fire Force you've watched, but uh, yeah, a little bit. There's, there's definitely some similarities. Uh 100%. basically Basically, thirty years ago, the Great World Blaze occurred, where spontaneous human combustion, also very present in Fire Force, happened uh, in tandem, uh, killing half of the human population. The humans that received pyrokinetic powers during this event, when all these people burned up, some people actually like got fire powers from it instead of um, uh, burning to death. Uh, However, these people are now largely discriminated against and thought of as being uh, bad, and they are called the Burnish. So the story takes place in Promepolis, uh, which is where Gallo Timos and his team Burning Rescue, a band of mecha firefighters that respond to disasters uh, caused by the Burnish, uh, that's where it all, it all is going down in Permepolis. They're, they're keeping the peace, keeping the peace.
1: Yeah. Um, I feel like you definitely get like an X-Men type vibe. Yeah.
0: There's, as I say, there's, there's definitely a little fire force, which again, it's contemporary. I'm sure these were being developed at the same time. And right. that, that storyline similarity is entirely coincidental.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: and again, it's not, this isn't the most original and unpredictable story in the world. Oh no, again, I saw what, what,
1: yeah, yeah, I saw the bad guys a mile away. <laughs>
0: it, totally. Like what Trigger does really well is take storylines and tropes and and play them out at 200 percent in a way that is really fun and and again, self-aware. Um, but yeah, this also had in regards to uh, what was happening with some of the people in the world. It was uh, it was little there. There was there were vibes of Snowpiercer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which, if you've never uh, watched the film *Snowpiercer*, it's real good. It's disturbing as heck, uh, but it's real good. Uh, and also, uh, <laughs> weirdly, a little bit uh, the James Bond film *Moonraker*. <laughs> <laughs> Just with one plot, one very specific plot point yeah. uh, regarding that spaceship. Um, and if you know how *Moonraker* ends, or or like tries to end. You, you get it. You get it without me getting too much into the story. So I um, spoil things for you. But yeah, basically uh, the the Burnish uh, uh, are out there causing problems because they're being discriminated against by the people who don't have burning powers. And there are uh, forces of firefighters who who kind of, you know, stand up, stand up to them with with Mecca and ice powers.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Let's get into talking about the subject of our ships, oh, Gallo yes, and Leo.
0: Of course, I mean, <laughs> who else could we possibly be talking about? Because, y'all, <laughs> I gotta tell you, uh, there's a lot of overlap between the uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses fandom and the Promare fandom. <laughs> ah, so totally makes sense. I've been super familiar with these characters for a while, even though I didn't watch the movie until it came out on Tuesday. <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, Leo looks like uh, a certain character from Three Houses, definitely. Um, Leo looks a
0: little like one of the girl characters in Three Houses.
1: Yes. Um, okay.
0: Cool. 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 We're on the same page. I'm thinking yeah. of my my trash child, uh, Constance.
1: <laughs> um, and Leo's uh, got a little
0: bit of a um, a Yuri vibe to him too, a Yuri Plisetsky vibe. Like, he's oh my not, God. he's not, totally. a- he's not like angry. Like Yurio is, he's a lot more mature than Yurio, but still.
1: Yes. Oh I see my the God. Vibe. I see the vibe. Um, so our blue haired character who has been on the posters, <laughs> uh, yes. his name is Gallo. The, the
0: most <laughs> studio trigger character to ever exist, by the way.
1: The most studio trigger to ever studio trigger. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, his name is Gallo. Timos. He is a shonen character basically cranked up to 200%. Um, He is purely driven by determination, optimism, and heroic metaphors and phrases about one's spirit and fire inside. Mm -hmm. Um, He's extremely headstrong and attached to lofty ideals of being a hero and protecting the innocent thanks to being saved by the current and well-beloved governor of Promepolis, Cray Foresight. Um, He wears... Uh, no shirt. <laughs> he wears no
0: shirt and he wears his heart on his sleeve.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But like literally he doesn't wear a shirt. Every time in the movie that he wears a shirt for a little while, it's almost instantly gone.
1: Yep, pretty much. And it's it's like reference in the movie. Like, why the fuck are you wearing yeah. a shirt?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's great. I, I really love this character. Um, He, he totally falls into... Uh, a, a category of character that I have been really into lately, which is the uh, the manly sweet boy.
1: Yes. Oh my God. I, I love that trope too. Um, yeah, definitely which, the type yeah, of man I want to s- be. <laughs>
0: totally. I mean, basically what it, what it is is, you know, we, we talked about it on, uh, the My Hero Academia episode because that's what Kirishima is. He's a manly sweet boy uh whose definition of what is really manly isn't toxic.
1: Right, it's not about putting other people down. It's yeah. not about comparing yourself to other people and no, it's not totally. a
0: totally. And 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 yeah. I think we see that with Gallo a lot like even uh in his interactions, you know, with with the women on the team uh like Aina That scene where they go out to the lake and obviously like Ina's sister is a scientist uh, who's super involved in everything that's going on with the with the secret plot that I don't uh, want to reveal on the podcast in case people, you know, haven't uh, uh, watched the movie. Highly recommend it. You can get it on digital right now. Uh, But with Ina, he's never like trying to protect her out of a like you're not capable kind of thing. He's more just like you can rely on me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, like that toxic masculinity can come from either like, no, like as a woman, you're way too weak to yeah. fend for yourself or, or you're like, no, I care about you too much. So I'm not you're even going to let you fight. too to me. I
0: can't involve you. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, it's even further exemplified again with, uh, I don't want to spoil the plot but yeah. there's Mecca in it. You see that from the get-go. I think there's probably Mecca in some versions of the posters. And y- you know Studio Trigger, they, they like their giant robots. Uh, but when they get the full-on like Pacific Rim Jaeger suit, uh, <laughs> originally called Deus Ex Machina, <laughs> which uh, made me laugh so much because that's I- exactly what it was.
1: <laughs> yeah, literally the one time English class came in Use for me. <laughs>
0: yeah, I learned that term in theater history, I wanna say. I mean, I think I was familiar with it before, but uh but yeah, if you're if you're not familiar with the term Deus ex machina, uh it uh it it, it comes from Greek, uh, yeah and or a modern Lat it's a it's a it's a late seventeenth century modern Latin translation of the Greek Theos ex machi, machines. I don't know, my I can't speak Greek, uh which is basically God from the machinery. Uh, in, in Greek theater, actors representing gods were literally suspended above the stage uh, at the denouement of the play being mm. brought about by with, you know, the ending of the play basically being brought about by them literally intervening. So it was something that we saw in Greek theater. But it basically, it, you know, the definition is an unexpected power or a, event saving a seemingly hopeless situation, especially as a contrived plot device in a play or novel. Um And, uh, you know, and in in this case, it was literally calling out the fact that this was deus ex machina. But the point is, even though that was the name, uh, uh, Galo renames the Mecca. Right. (laughs) And he puts Leo's name first again. Like he's he is a manly sweet boy and I really love him. But again, he's the firefighter. He's not too bright. So that's why, Chris, I was like, hmm. I'm the firefighter. I'm a dumb.
1: <laughs> right. No, I was, but, I was, I was, I was gonna be like, like, oh no, Emma, you're like the Lucia of the firefighters. I maybe. love
0: Lucia. Oh my God, please. <laughs> yes, I accept. Moving on <laughs> to
1: Leo. Uh, yes. Oh, uh, before we move on, though, I do I do just want to nerd out also about oh, yeah. um, the names of the characters because I love it when animes use, um, like, Greek or Latin, yeah. or, uh, you know, names to um, spice things up a little bit to, like, add some symbology or meaning. Yeah, um, And uh, Tymos in Greek means spirit, which, you know, fits the theme of the movie, of course. Yeah. Uh, and so for Leo Fotia, our other character... Uh, photia is Greek for fire. Mm. Um, f- mm-hmm. uh, again, makes total sense. Very on totally the nose. Totally <laughs>
0: makes sense. Yes. Um
1: but still sounds super cool, even though it's on the nose. Obviously. Yeah, they
0: are it is well, I mean, literally, come on. Every single character, to bring it back to Harry Potter, their names are super on the nose. Like friggin' Professor Lupin is just like Wolfie McWolferson and they might as oh, yeah, well. Yeah, Lupin, just right. Him that. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah,
1: right? Yeah. Um yeah. So for Leo He is the young leader of the Burnish. Um, He is... I would identify him as mature and intelligent. Yeah, Uh, I think so. He's kind of identified as, like, you know, the type of trope where you see, like, someone that had to kind of grow up kind of too fast, maybe. Like, wasn't able to enjoy their childhood.
0: Totally. Yeah, I got that vibe from him for sure.
1: You know, like, um, I wish I had a better example, but, like, an easy example is, like, um, CL from Black Butler, you know? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um... Uh, he's usually very calm and collected and, you know, very calculating, a great tactician and leader. But as we see in the movie, when you piss him off, he gets pissed off and he oh, explodes damn. like a volcano. That
0: scene where he gets real pissed off. Oh, it was really good. It was really good.
1: Oh, yeah, it was so great. It
0: was really good.
1: Um, Yeah. and. Something that I kind of feel from his character is that he's also headstrong in the way that Gallo is, but just in a different way. He
0: is, yeah. And as you say, like he's he's somebody that I I think his uh his like meter for what sets him off is in some ways a lot bigger and in some ways a lot smaller than Gallo's, like just in in different ways. Like both of them are impetuous, but about different things.
1: Yeah um also like this isn't about his character per se it's just that his character design is fire it's amazing it's so good oh my good. god
0: his character design is amazing i his, love his outfit with his, his, his hair like, his ascot his, oh my god yes the ascot. his ascot and his uh all the like buckles and stuff on his outfit it's great it's, it's so good <laughs> i love it yeah i uh uh, it's so funny to to see. I, I don't know what I was expecting out of this character. Um, again, I I had read a lot of Galileo <laughs> Tojinji before I actually saw this, because right. guess what, kids? It's out there. It's very easy to find. It's very good. Uh, and there's a lot of it. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, G- Gallo was exactly what I expected based on his uh, portrayal and <laughs> fan works. Um, 100%. But I think that given the fact that this is just a single standalone film and it's a single story, all of the fan works that are out there take place after the conclusion of the film. Um, yeah. And because of some stuff that happens in the movie, like, Leo necessarily would get to be a little bit different. Mm, um, and yeah. I think that he's not untrue to his personality because, again, like he he is he is responsible and mature. He's always portrayed as being the smarter one of the two of them. Um, but I do I I did really like when he got super upset and just like unleashed his fury upon the city and then like got stopped when like Gallo came and found him. It just yeah, And I, 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 I let me just say I get why people ship these two.
1: Yes. Aside oh, yeah. from
0: the fact that it's like two boys who are in a movie together and looked at each other once uh, and start <laughs> off as pseudo rivals um, or or enemies, not not even necessarily rivals. But there, there is a little bit of a rivalry there because, you know, it, it's not spoiling too much to say in the first scene uh, Gallo gets involved in a big fight with the Burnish, and that was his first encounter with right. Leo. Because again, they're they're trying to stop the Burnish from wreaking havoc on the city, even though that's not really necessarily what the Burnish are trying to do.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and you definitely get the sense immediately after um Leo is temporarily defeated by Gallo that like he immediately is like, okay, like you you seem like special in some type of way. Yeah, like I respect yeah, you. Yeah, like I
0: have I have respect for you, exactly. Um, and I think that you know, Gallo feels the same way way about Leo and that's why these two work so well as a pair aside from some of the other stuff that happens in the movie again it was one of those things where i you know i was led to believe that this movie was really gay just based on uh fan art i'd seen on the internet <laughs> and uh and you know what and uh, it, it, the subtext was strong let's put it that way mm, mm, mm. i felt like the subtext was pretty mm. strong cuz uh, he's like yeah. My roommate is less of a fujoshi than I am. I'm not saying she's not at all, (laughs) but like I'm fujo trash. Um, And (laughs) even she was saying things like, you got to go find your boyfriend. (laughs) So, you know, I don't know. I saw it. I saw
1: it. (laughs) Yeah. There was somebody that even
0: even posted something where, where she said, man, they queer baited the straight ship in this, not the gay one. (laughs)
1: Oh, oh my the, God! That scene, that, that scene with, on the lake the with, with Ina? Ina,
0: yeah, with Ina, where uh, where uh, uh, Gallo does the the K pop catch or the the K drama catch when she's falling. Absol-
1: absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, right. yeah no, I, I I love that. I was I was like, yes, bitch, fuck your straight shipping. Yes, yeah,
0: yeah. And then just like drops her on the ice. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh it it's a uh, it, it was a very very enjoyable film. Uh, I super dug it. Uh and I get why why people are into this ship, and I'm happy to count myself amongst your ranks now properly. <laughs> oh,
1: same. Oh my god, it's so good. Um, I am officially, if not already, I am officially a studio trigger um stan. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we stay we stand a good studio trigger. All right, let's let's go ahead and define this ship, shall we?
1: Yes. So um this one was definitely a little bit yeah. of a challenge in a way. Um, I would personally say that like the my knee-jerk reaction ship category would be idiots ex oh, idiot in training. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm completely I'm completely with you on idiot and idiot in progress. And again, a lot of that comes from the way that these characters are portrayed in fandom, wherein fandom is largely exploring a time period that takes place after the events of the film. So it's really about these two characters getting to know one another better, uh, falling in love, that kind of thing. So yeah, I, I, yeah. and yeah, this is, this is a good idiot, idiot progress ship for sure. Yeah. Like I,
1: I feel like it, it fits the best just because, you know, like yeah. off the I, bat gallo is, is like, you know, spirit and fire and yes. I'm going to put out fires He's so dumb. I love and, him. And, and and then like, and then you see that like iconic, <laughs> quote-unquote, iconic idiot and idiot in training moment where, like, he says that line to Leo in the Mecca, and Leo's like, all right, I guess that makes sense I know, and
0: Leo just, he totally goes with it, and then when they rename the Mecca, it's just, it's great. No, it's, yeah, uh, yeah, I love idiot and idiot progress for these two. Um, But, yeah, I mean, there's certainly, I think, as you say, other categories that they could fall into, Um, because, I mean, like, clearly they... They they fight crime. I feel like Leo will, will keep fighting crime even after the uh, events of the movie. I
1: hope so. Oh, that'd be so cute. Um, but also, th- the moment where I got the crime-fighting duo from was more from, like, the CPR kiss that they had, you know? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, like, I won't leave you behind, dude. Yeah, like, you can't die like you saved me. You know, all that, yeah, all that, lit that good a stuff. I fire for you. <laughs> uh oh my god that's good it's a a good movie you guys you should watch it if you haven't um and like i guess if you wanted to you could you know say that it's cinnabon x hothead if you wanted to but like
0: yeah with uh uh uh, sweet baby gallo being the cinnabon and uh, leo being the hothead yeah i would have thought based on Leo's character design that he would have been a little more hot-headed that would have been my guess about that character but i yeah, actually yeah, yeah. was pleasantly surprised by how even-keeled he was right. uh it was not what i was expecting and i super duper dug it i really enjoyed leo as a character um though i'm definitely basing my next DD character off of Gallo uh just too dumb to die maxed out charisma maxed out strength <laughs> uh, uh an intelligence <laughs> an intelligence modifier of minus 1 at least yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Oh, man. All right. Well, as previously stated, the Internet is a treasure trove of Galo Leo Dojinshi. Uh So shall we talk about some?
1: Yes. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I um,
0: love the ones that you picked out, by the way. Um, thank I'm you. I'm so, so glad uh, that you included particularly the second uh, title. Uh, the life is strange, uh, which oh. is, yeah, which is from the. Uh, uh, so I I'm unclear as to if they're when where they're listing the artist and where they're listing the circle, but it's Mechamakoro. Makoro, um, and uh, I read that one originally in Japanese, mm. um, because it was posted in Japanese before it was translated, uh, yeah. and then I I went back and I read the English translation of it because I had enjoyed the art. I mean, the artwork's beautiful. Oh, it's listen.
1: Studio Trigger brings out a lot of really talented artists to make yeah. dojinshi about them. Yeah,
0: they clearly do. Uh and this one it was so it was so sweet. Like it was such a it was such a good slow burn.
1: Yeah, no, I mean like I because I think what I realized from like looking through this one in particular is the fact that, you know, usually you get either one or the other, right. You, you, you yeah. usually get like a really sweet moment and that's the dojinshi or you get sex and that's the dojinshi. Oh my God. Um, and like, and when this they, is both,
0: and it's both, it's both. Like the story is, there's actually sort of a plot. Uh, it's basically that Gallo. And so it starts off with Gallo ends up giving Leo a key to his apartment. And then eventually Leo just moves in there and, um, And then at some point along the line, they even though like Gallo still has girlfriends and stuff throughout sort of the the course of the story, it takes place over a number of years. Um, But yeah, but then in the end, when they're married, supposedly uh, and still living together and they finally actually have sex, it's so sweet. Um, and just Gallo realizing what it's like to be with somebody that you really love. it was it was really good. It's really good,
1: yeah, it's it's it is really good because like i I mean, this is more like applicable to real life, but like sure. you know i I like the feeling of like having more of emotional connection with oh,
0: yeah, I and, mean, and that, then going to sexy
1: stuff, you know, yeah,
0: this whole story was was about them building. An emotional connection uh and then like consummating that relationship and it's just really right
1: because because usually with like sweet stories in the beginning you're usually like okay well that probably means that the sex is probably going to be like pretty like you know light and pretty censored mm. and like pretty mm-hmm. um like not hot oh, no
0: it's hot in this it's it's steaming yeah
1: yeah oh my and god again, it's so they, good. Build,
0: they build up to it so you're like Damn, when you get that, it's really, it's really, really right. good. I loved it. I loved right, it so but, but, much.
1: But I Emmy, mean, like, you know what I mean, right? Like, sometimes when you see yeah. it, you're like, okay, this is probably just like Shonen Ai or BL, probably. Yes, no, a
0: hundred percent. No, anytime I see too many panels of people with clothing, I'm like, god <laughs> damn it, this, this is not gonna be sexy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, also, real quickly, like, one of the reasons also why I picked um, this doujinshi was, sorry aside, hmm. I was also like, oh my god, got uh, Leo looks so good in that um, denim jacket and the turtleneck.
0: I know. So good. Loved it. Um, I just feel like it
1: fits him so well for some reason. I don't know why, but I, I just like, I felt something inside me when I saw him in that outfit. I also
0: really loved the inclusion of the other members of, uh, of the like fire force. Yes. Who basically were like, yeah, we like, you guys are a, thing. We know that you're together. Like you might as well just bone and get it over with.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, love that. It's super duper good. Um yep. It's this is this is like a plus plus yeah, G for me.
1: Um real quickly, uh yeah. are you down to move to to move uh Heck to talk yeah. real quickly about um, temptation fascination strip.
0: Um. Yes, absolutely. Uh, because again, <laughs> earlier on the podcast, I said, oh, you're going to need to uh, we need to talk about Darling in the Frogs because one of the costumes that Leo is wearing in yes. this whole round of things is like a, a sort of Darling in the Frogs outfit. And he's saying like, oh, I need to get. Recharged, and if you know anything about Darling and the Frogs and the like position their mecha girls are in, right? You know what I'm yeah. talking about.
1: <laughs> oh boy. Um, uh, yeah, and also, yeah, like, funny, funny thing, Emma's funny thing, Emma's that I feel like we haven't talked about like this level of like hardcore porn before, in a way. Yeah. Like, this this type of like very like what you would expect when you think of hentai and, totally, and yeah, hardcore. Totally, yeah, this is all
0: costume porn.
1: Yeah, like cosplay porn, like yep, and and also like um something that you see a lot in hentai and and anime porn where it's like, yes, it's a boy, but like the way that they're drawn is He's like very very feminine, right? It's very like kind of pushing them. So it's like if you are a guy and you don't want them to be a girl, a a guy you could interpret them to be a girl.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was interesting because it, because of the way it ends. Cause like basically Leo goes through a whole bunch of different costumes. Uh, and, uh, and then at the end, uh, Gala is like, yo, I'm, I'm spent. I cannot have sex anymore. I'm, I'm wiped out. Uh, and then Leo just like puts on his regular outfit from, uh, from the film, the really cool character design outfit that we talked about earlier with the ascot and the jacket and everything. And then Galo's like, Oh, this is the one I like best. So like, it is like, it's true. There, there, it, there is that, that level of, Oh, you know, we're, we're really feminizing this. And if you don't want Leo to be a boy, then it's fine. But then in the end, like, it just, it's just Leo. And I don't know, I sort of liked it.
1: Yeah, no, it was very sweet at the end, even though still very hot and steamy and sexy.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much so.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, so that one is called um, Temptation Fascination Strip by Locust Kisaki. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then do we want to move on to our third one? Yeah,
0: let's do it. Uh, this one I read for the first time last night, I think actually. yeah, um, It was uh, so first funny. Of all, you put first a- of all,
1: the cover is so cute. It's so
0: cute. You are the one that put all these doujinshi in here and I was like, I bet I've read all of them and I looked at them and went, <laughs> yep, sure have. Uh, no, this, this one, this one's also really sweet. Like that—that that is a recurring theme in uh, leo doujinshi is like how sweet Gallo is to leo and also like how much leo just wants to bone and i love it
1: <laughs> right right yeah yeah and and just how like and and also just like how um you can see how Gallo ha- has trouble like he obviously doesn't want to do anything to that like you know makes Leo uncomfortable but like he's so He's so dumb that like he needs Time to figure it out
0: (laughs) yeah It's true yeah he's he's always like You know Worried about hurting Him and I, I don't know I and and making sure that like this is what he really wants to do. Like, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of good consent uh in Galileo uh stories, which I super duper appreciate. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah, so this one's called I Love You, You're My Center, uh from uh Ushiro Sagata Hasuzuki, uh and the artist I believe is Nozitaro. Uh but yeah, I mean this this one they just get right into it, by the way.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they spare uh, no time. <laughs> there there is a, a little bit of like some some story that I actually did like, which which mm. was you know just the fact that like Leo was scared that he scared him off right a little bit with saying that he wanted yeah, to yeah for me
0: because he was so so forward about it
1: right and in this doujinshi, that's just how Leo is depicted as being you know extremely forward yeah and and uh it turns out that Galo just went out to get you know things that you would need for the sex yes. like lewd.
0: Yeah, I appreciated that too. It was very cute.
1: Yeah, condoms lube and 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 you know uh that I thought that was very sweet. Um yeah. Th- the one thing that did stand out to me um before we talk about maybe some of the sexy things is mm. the fact that I don't know if this is like maybe the fan sub being an issue or maybe that's ex- the translation that is what he says yeah
0: cuz like but- cuz i was saying cuz like xander <laughs> was talking about how he felt that a lot of these translations really took a lot of the personality out
1: oh really
0: yeah when we were talking about the persona doujinshi with him he's like oh like the characters lose a lot of their personalities cuz the translations are so flat and literal
1: yeah cuz <laughs> cuz did you did it also stick out to you that line where leo is on the couch and he doesn't he still has his clothes on but he's like don't you want to stick that first rate specimen in me
0: to me that read like fan fiction like you come come across stuff like that in fan fiction (laughs)
1: I'm I'm like
0: I'm sure that was not it yeah Yeah. that was someone's interpretation of the word dick
1: (laughs) yeah first rate specimen please (laughs) my my I would be turned off as as soon as the guy said that to uh, me actually no I don't yeah um so yeah, so do you have anything to say about the actual sexy times? uh yeah, it's uh, I mean, it's again
0: like it's a it's another it's it's a l- little more pornographic than uh the the love is strange one, which again is just like, oh, it's just it's like when a really good fanfic when you're like they didn't write uh like, the word dick anywhere in this fanfic. And somehow right. it's like hot as hell. Um, oh yeah. This, this is definitely a little, a little more uh, graphic, shall we say. Um, But I, yeah, it's like, it's sweet again. Like Gallo is, is like concerned for Leo the whole time and wants to make sure that like he feels good. And, uh, and Leo is super consenting again. He just like really wanted to have sex and they have sex a few times um, in the over the course of the story. Uh, And uh, yeah, it's, I don't, it's, it's good.
1: Yeah. You see, (laughs) you see this in a lot of um, smut, I think. But one of my favorite things that, um, that I really like seeing in my smut is like, you know, if there is multiple sessions of owning going on where, Uh, You pause in the middle, you know, you have like a sweet, tender moment break in between and, and, you know, you have like, you know, an I love you moment, like a, a, a sweet face to face love moment. And then even more passionate fucking, like, yeah,
0: it is. It's really nice. It's really nice when you're like, oh, these are two people that are fucking that uh, care about each other.
1: (laughs) Oh, also let's talk about after the fucking happens when like, uh, they draw in like, Oh, I know. Leo's so like marked up. (laughs) uh that's listen it it was a, <laughs> it was
0: a steamy night,
1: <laughs> oh my God, like <sighs> obviously, like knowing that it's consensual, very oh, hot. very
0: hot, knowing that it's consensual a hundred percent uh and also very typical of kind of uh kind of stories they're they oh that happens a lot uh yeah, but hey, you know what uh why why? <laughs> Teach an old dog new tricks.
1: <laughs> Seriously, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Also, like great. again, this this applies to almost every doujin that is on this site, uh, myreadingmanga.info. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the art in this one is phenomenal. Oh,
0: it's freaking gorgeous. Again, good artists come out to create good smut for Studio Trigger.
1: Oh, bless.
0: Ah, so good. Uh, Blessed be. Let's let's raid the ship, shall we? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, sure.
0: Ooh, canonically. Uh,
1: <laughs> Do you need a second? Do you need a I, second, Emma?
0: Listen, I'm about <laughs> to read some fan fiction, too. Like, it's getting hot in here. And also, it's like 90 degrees in um, the valley today. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. So I would say, canonically, it's just as canon as any ship you could come up with for this film. Um, I'm still only going to give it like a seven.
1: Yeah, because
0: yeah. like they don't outright state we're boyfriends now,
1: right? You know, right? Oh yeah, totally. Um, I would give it the same rating too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, maybe I might even knock it down to like six point five. Maybe yeah, like it's not. Yeah. It's like like it's not like it's not bad. And like no. I think and yeah, it, it, it's 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 just that like you know. The only interaction that we see like because we don't see hand holding even. No, yeah, yeah. And the main kiss comes from CPR. And so obviously it could be written off as just like, you know, a practical thing. Obviously. Yeah, it
0: definitely could be. Uh,
1: Um, this is definitely more of like a thing that's like this is a fandom ship
0: for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, a perfectly justified fandom ship, and it's not like there is another ship that is actually canon that fandom is coming up against yes but uh yeah i mean personally dang like i i'm i'm into us even especially like us just going over that Dojinchi. i'm like yep this is a 10 out of 10 for me 10 oh
1: yeah 10
0: out of 10 One, stars
1: 100 headcanon for me oh yeah i'm into it uh yeah
0: again my roommate was rooting for it and she is not as much of a fujo as i am so this is a very good chip uh about whom we've written some fan fiction chris
1: oh my god I am excited I am excited, excited too
0: uh, you, I know we say this
1: every time dude, but it's it's real it's
0: totally real this is the best part of the podcast um your uh uh fem chef Liara uh fanfic last week was good it was thank so you good. so much
1: listen I was, it was hot. I was I was I was very nervous because I was like I'm writing girl on girl fanfic but I don't even know what the hell <laughs> That You're is.
0: Like, How do girl parts? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, it was really good.
1: Yeah. Thank Super you so hot. much. I really appreciate it. Super
0: hot. Um, would you like to go first or shall I go first?
1: Hmm. Uh I will go first. Okay, I think. you go first. Tada! Gallug declares behind Leo, Amazing. taking his eyes off his eyes. What's up? Oh, no, I
0: said amazing. I was like, it was a perfect intro.
1: (laughs) Thank you. The gentle spring breeze kisses their faces as the new couple arrives on a cliff overlooking Promepolis. The only thing that could make this view better would be the fact that uh, it's being framed by branches of sakura blossoms that look like they just bloomed this morning. Leo... Uh, Leo lets the grand view out of his sight for a second. His soft expression suddenly becomes a grimace as he sees the picnic gallo laid out. Sakura colored soda, Sakura shaped onigiri, Sakura shaped pizza, all in Sakura bento boxes on a Sakura themed blanket.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Someone's been playing Animal Crossing.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's true. I didn't even make that connection. Anyways, Uh good Lord. So much pink, Leo says. Gallo's usual bright expression droops for a split second. Leo immediately goes, "I love it. Love a theme." Gallo Gallo's giant grin returns as Leo returns around uh, as Leo turns around to take a sigh of relief. Thinking about it now, Gallo never took him to this part of the Promopolis outskirts and told him to not look in his cupboard for a week. Even if Gallo's tastes are a little extreme and simplistic, there is no denying he put a lot of effort into pre- preparing this day just for him. Leo suddenly can't help but admire Gallo as he continues to unpack the comically giant coolers he stacked on their new motorcycle. Leo usually gets to watch Gallo do his fire, firefighter work from a distance, but seeing his muscle strain as he unpacks was now a pleasure he wishes he could enjoy more. He found himself envying the droplets of sweat trailing down his chest, his six pack, his V lines. Leo gently grabs the napkins out of Gallo's hands and leans in for a kiss much more deep and passionate than what Gallo was expecting. Leo releases and notices that Gallo is breathing a little more heavily. Leo pushes Gallo down, so he lays on his back on the picnic blanket with Leo on top. Even with his oversized firefighter pants, Leo could tell what Gallo was thinking about. (laughs) I'm glad I have you, Leo says as he runs his hand up Gallo's chest. Gallo gulps, eat red leo suddenly releases Gallo from between his thighs and opens up one of the curry bento boxes to eat wait what was that galo says emphatically i i'm not i'm not going to let the food get cold i would never let your work go to waste leo winks as he continues to chow down leo sees galo s- slowly figure it out on his face oh so we can do it after <laughs> definitely <laughs> oh galo <laughs> Sweet
0: baby boy. I love him. I love him so. Okay, here we go. I love that yes. you wrote yours from Leo's perspective, and I wrote from Gala's perspective. Ooh, ooh. All right. Gallo fumbled with the keys to his apartment door, struggling to keep his grip on the three bags of groceries he was already barely managing to handle. Now that he and Leo were living together, he had to present some semblance of being a responsible adult, and while he wasn't 100% certain, he was pretty sure that keeping a kitchen stocked with more than beer and chips was something responsible adults definitely did. He finally managed to unlock the deadbolt and awkwardly shimmy his way through the barely open door, losing an onion placed haphazardly in the top of one of the grocery bags in the process. Hey, Leo, he called, trying to no avail to catch the escaped vegetable before it rolled underneath the railing and onto the street below. Leo, come help me. I'm afraid I can't do that right now, Leo called from inside the apartment. What do you mean you can't, Gallo demanded, turning on his heel to storm into the apartment, bag still intact, less one onion. Just because you don't have flame powers anymore doesn't mean you're some kind of helpless little... He stopped abruptly at the sight before him. Leo, draped seductively over the small island in the apartment kitchen, buck-ass naked. Ha! <laughs> uh, Gallo stammered, now completely giving up on the groceries. He could hardly hear the sound of glass shattering over the pounding of his heart. As you can see, Leo said, preening to show off every inch of his tiny, delicate body. I'm very <laughs> indecent. Couldn't risk coming to the door and being seen by a neighbor now, could I? <laughs> Why? Gallo struggled to ask, and he wondered if his face was as red as it felt. Because, Leo responded, sitting upright and extending an arm to bring Gallo closer to him, you wanted to start doing more adult things, right? Um, Leo leaned in and kissed him hard, his lithe tongue easily forcing Gallo's lips apart and exploring. He pulled back ever so slightly, breathing gently against Gallo's bottom lip. So do me. That's the end. (laughs) Emma, you're disgusting. (laughs) I'm I'm the worst. I know.
1: (laughs) Oh my god! I was just inspired by all the Galileo Dojinci I've read. Oh my god, Emma! What what is it about Studio Trigger characters that just makes them so goddamn hot? I don't know,
0: but they're sexy as hell. This ship is sexy as hell. I love it.
1: All of them. All of them are so hot. Like Ryoko and Satsuki Mm -hmm. and Yep. Oh, I'm. I'm I'm trash. That's that's just what it is. Oh so uh, fucking hot. Man.
0: Uh y'all be sure to vote in our Twitter poll.
1: <laughs> yes, please.
0: On uh on on which sexy fic uh you liked the best this week.
1: Yes, you want a private cherry blossom festival? Or do you want or, or do you want um just boning in the kitchen? <laughs> yeah seduction in the living room
0: yeah baby that's how i do uh, <laughs> yes uh, man what a fun episode i'm so glad that i finally got to see this movie uh and and talk about this um, this ship uh intelligently instead of me being like i don't know they look pretty in drawings uh yeah uh chris what's
1: what's going on with you out outside of uh this podcast um well um not much, actually. Uh, I'm just working on getting my YouTube channel back up, actually. Uh I, yeah. uh I am personally not streaming right now, but I might in the future. But right now, I am just editing, like, in private, uh, like... A more concise playthrough of Final Fantasy seven. I and I have a lot of feelings. Oh, man. I finally, I finally reached when Cloud gets in drag, and oh, I was so happy. Oh my god. Oh my God. Walmart it was amazing. Listen, like the entire burlesque number I, in the beginning. Literally, I I I mean, you can watch me play it on my on the yeah. mods, on my yeah. stream,
0: but um, oh my god, we had like uh, it's they took okay, so let me just sing the praises of the Final <laughs> Fantasy VII remake here for a hot second. Yeah. Um they took what was largely a gag, and even so, not as badly handled as it might have been for 1997 in the original right. game, and turned it into something really special.
1: Like the entire session with the honey bee in and Andrea, like it was a- alone. It was. It's worth sixty dollars to me. It's unbelievable it was uh, it was worth full price completely everything in
0: wall market was done so unbelievably well uh i you guys it it was amazing and then after that it just gets really 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 sad so enjoy the heck out of wall market is what i'm saying
1: yeah Uh, like yeah literally in my playthrough you will hear me like uh like Plenty of times being like Okay that was fine But I just want to get To the drag Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right now Yeah
0: I mean I loved the whole thing Personally Which hand massage Did you pick?
1: Oh I was cheap And I picked the standard one And I regret my decision no
0: Y'all, this is my hot tip. Be sure to spend that three thousand gil. Go spend. Yeah. Go sell shit if you need to. The three thousand gil is worth it. It's very yeah. worth it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, I'm I'm still streaming over on my Twitch channel, Twitch.tv/slash Emma Fife. Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, uh, starting at noon. Uh, I'm still playing the Final Fantasy VII remake. Apparently, it's eighteen chapters, and I'm on chapter thirteen. So I guess I got a little ways to go still. Um, nice.
1: Never Uh, a bad thing.
0: Never a bad thing. Never a bad thing. You can't have too much. Uh, And then also now on Wednesdays at 1230 p.m. All Pacific time, I am hosting uh, sessions of Trivia Murder Party over on the Schmodown's uh, newly set up Twitch channel uh, where myself and various competitors and personalities from the movie Trivia Schmodown play murder trivia party Two, along with uh the Schmodown fan base and community and it is real fun. So check that out as well. Uh be sure that you are following this podcast all over the internet uh at NSFweebs Pod. You can also email us at NSFweebs Pod at gmail.com uh, or you can just get in the Thirsting channel on my um, uh, on my discord and uh, and and, <laughs> and lean in uh, yeah but if you guys have any um, ships that you'd really like us to cover uh, or any quick little little semi steamy fanfics that you want us to read on the show sometime send them our way we would love to get all of that from you uh, and until next time you know s- stay safe uh, stay sexy yeah um and, uh, and, you know, wear a face mask when you go out. Yeah. Stay thirsty, but
1: also hydrate. Stay
0: thirsty, <laughs> but also hydrate. <laughs> Bye, everybody.
1: <laughs> Bye, everyone.